from the WEEI Studios. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. I think this is the thing we've seen too, especially in the last five or six years, that the level of athleticism that you need to play that position with the way that the, the rules are, the pressure to now coming, some of the, the, the smaller, faster athletes on defense, and nobody wants to go back to smash mouth football because that's the way the league wants it to be. They want you to chuck it around. That you need a guy who can make plays off schedule a lot. And Mac Jones couldn't do that. Brock Purdy struggles to do that. A guy like Drake May, capable of doing it. Daniel certainly, you saw him with his athleticism. He can do it. Again, they have to be right on their projection or we'll be sitting here talking about it two, three years right. down the line going, well, they whiffed on that pick and now they're still in the same spot that they were. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to throw the dart and try to connect. That was Mike Giardi. He was on NBC Sports Boston talking about quarterbacks. Andy Hart earlier in the program talking about uh, you've been doing some research and you are all in on one of these three quarterbacks. And I would assume not that every year teams aren't obsessed with the quarterback, but I feel like now back-to-back years with Patrick Mahomes winning it, this was an example of the team on the other side was stacked. The quarterback had, he was fine, right? And he actually played fine, but he's not a superstar. And it was actually kind of impressive when they were going through the player lineups at the beginning of the game and they have like the little faces and underneath it, it says like if you're a rookie or if you're all pro and for the 49ers, it was half of their offense <laughs> was all pro, right? They had a all pro uh, running back tight end, couple offensive linemen and a wide receiver. And then you have Brock Purdy. But the reason I say that is it was still Mahomes. It was all about Mahomes. And so you would imagine in a couple of months when the draft rolls around, whether it's the bears, commanders, Patriots, or it's a few teams doing whatever they can to trade up teams are going to be super uh, into the quarterbacks this year. Yeah. I mean, the quarterback gets more valuable. I said it earlier, at every level, but gets mm-hmm. more valuable as the game evolves. Uh, and and I don't – and I the the financial aspect of it that I kind of ebb and flow with because I, I, I don't buy into it as many other people do that, like, the most valuable thing in sports is the rookie contract quarterback. No, I Mahomes' mean, contract this year was, uh, it's huge. was the well, biggest in the league. This year, last year, I believe, was the first year of his new extension, yeah, or it was so a big number. That's and the, the Rams, when they won, spent more than anybody because they were paying for golf in Detroit, and they were paying for Stafford. <laughs> in it. Like They had a massive yeah, yeah, cap right. number for right. the quarterback position. So I think that is a little bit overblown personally because everybody wants to say like oh the Bengals are never going to win now the bills are never going to win now because they're paying their guys big money and i'm i don't really believe that if they're you know they're they're right there i mean the bills could have gone on a run this year they like the yeah they are they're right there but like are they going to break through you see it in all I don't sports know. where there are teams that are close there are teams that get to conference championship games or you know you're gonna have to make hard decisions yeah, you're gonna have yeah. to prove your worth like Patrick Mahomes has now won two Super Bowls back to back without Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Right? Yep. He 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 succeeded without the key weapon and in reality they didn't even replace the key weapon. But to oh. me that's just the example of why I don't we had the caller earlier, you know, it's just uh, it's a crapshoot taking a quarterback. He's as likely to fail as he is to succeed. True. Oh. But if he succeeds, you succeed. Mm-hmm. Like very simple. That's like the equation. He succeeds you succeed. You're going to yeah. be a contender. You're going to, you know, win 10 games every year as long as you don't get hurt 
And and he brought that, up the Browns as an example because they are the famous example. There's those there's a, those hilarious jerseys where it's just every single last name of their mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And they had the number one overall pick and, you know, Tim Couch. But they also they had an uncanny knack of at the with the twenty second pick, I want to say it was. So it's bottom half of the first round. They went Johnny Manziel, Brady Quinn, Brandon Whedon. Mm-hmm. Right? And like that's different than picking in the top three, which is what the Patriots are are looking at here. Right. That's more Michael Penix. Yeah, right. And so, and also, you have to go back to those drafts to see like what number quarterback that was as well. And not all quarterback, not all quarterback drafts are the same, right? I mean, look at two years ago, Kenny Pickett was the only first rounder, and it was like he wouldn't have been a first rounder if it, he wasn't the top rated quarterback. And even then, teams were like, I don't know, this isn't a quarterback draft. And, and that feels like what people are now starting to project maybe for next year is one of those types of yeah. drafts where, because I think. I find it hard to believe we're going to have years where no quarterback goes in the first round, but you may be forcing it. You may be pushing a guy up because, well, teams need quarterbacks and somebody's taking a, that kind I of thing. I think there will always be one. Right. right. Was but there, that doesn't no, you mean it should be. Was there a year that there was? Oh, no. The year oh, that, there may be historically years. I'm just saying. I'm saying recently, though? No. I know the E.J. Manuel draft, he was the only first rounder. And then Geno Smith, who they yep. thought was going to be a first rounder, went in the second. But, uh, but sometimes... Yeah. And there's a difference. I keep going back to, so Jaden Daniels entered the conversation, but Caleb Williams and Drake May were projected as first-round picks for the last oh yeah 18 months, Multiple seasons. 24 months, whatever, for a while. And people tend to uh, compare that to, remember that year like Jake Locker and, and <laughs> yeah, there was like a handful of guys who were not great quarterbacks, were not. Like they were sort of one year wonders or, uh-huh. or not or more drafted on physical skills than accomplishments. Whereas Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels are talented, experienced, accomplished. Like they're not they're not they don't feel like projections or forced first round picks. That's what's gonna come after that. Yeah. That, that next year right. it feels like some of those could be forced. I think I found round. it. I think nineteen ninety six was the last time there wasn't a quarterback in the first round. Who was the first quarterback? You want to take a stab on the guess them picks? 1996. Kind of a rough one. There was, there was a couple guys I remember just because of college football, but they didn't really amount to anything. Uh, this guy was in the league for a minute. You definitely know who he is, but uh, I'll even give you a hint. Do you want the college or the team that drafted him? Give me the college. All right, so in the second round, I'll also give you, in the second round, 1996, the first quarterback taken was out of Michigan State. Yeah, he's not like synonymous with Michigan State, though. I don't know if I would, I don't know if that would help me. Mm-hmm. Okay, give me the team that drafted. The Rams. The Rams drafted this man. All right, just give me the name. Tony Banks. Oh, Tony I should have known that. So Tony Banks was the first Damn quarterback it. taken, and then it was Bobby Hoying. I only oh, remember yeah. him because he was at Ohio State with Ohio Eddie State. George and Terry Glenn. Yep. yep. And then Jeff Lewis, Danny Cannell, and then a few other guys. That was a bad QB yeah. draft. I kind of like Tony Banks. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> All right. He chucked a good deep ball, right? Uh, I think he did. That sounds right. I feel right. like he did. But then I'm still scrolling down. So then it was like 96 and 88. Like it's yeah. just it's very so few twice and far in forty yeah. years. Or no, whatever. no, but I'm with you on your point about like Caleb Williams. All college season was going to be the number one pick. He might have been close to the number one pick the year before had yes. he been allowed to go pro. 
He just yeah. he couldn't yet. So and those are the guys, and that doesn't mean anything, I guess, in no. the long run. But right. it just feels like it adds a little stability as opposed to the Mitch Trubisky's or Zach Wilson's, who you're like, wait, the guy hadn't won the job as of August. Like he he didn't win the job until late in the process, and now yeah. and and I'm not saying those guys can't be good either. No. I just feel like as you as you pick nits, as my friend John Rook likes to say, uh-huh. um, I like the guys that are multi-year prospects. But I'm all in. I I, I know you guys tweeted the video earlier. I am. Yeah, yeah. I've now today I did two things today. I watched quarterbacks and I unclogged the downstairs sink. That is Those a were productive my, day. Holy uh, smokes! And the sink part was disgusting. What was in the sink? I don't know. <laughs> just hair and uh, mush and grime, but it just kept good. coming and coming and coming. <laughs> You got that cut, Stiz? <laughs> yeah, that is... Uh, but that was a productive day. I feel uh, like... And this is early in the process for me to be all in yeah. on... It's very simple. Pick the guy. Pick a quarterback. All you got to do is write yeah. the... And you know what? Just list them. Hand it in before the draft and say, whichever one doesn't go before, we'll take him. I well, that's why like part of me is wondering, like, all right, it's Elliot Wolf's first draft. Potentially Elliot Wolf, right? It, or like, who who's making the pick? Blah, blah, blah. But they're also in that spot where it is unanimously a top three, right? Nobody's saying yes. there's four quarterbacks. Nobody's well, saying there's two. Well, okay. Harbaugh. Or Harbaugh. Okay. Outside of the guy who coached him, everybody is <laughs> saying it's three. It's not yeah. like, oh, it's, oh, we're arguing four or third. It's three. So you could sit there, and with your first pick, your most important pick since Bledsoe, just take the guy who's left. There's really not much. There's not a whole well, lot you, of thinking. You wouldn't, had. though. I personally wouldn't. No, I would make a strong case in the room for Marvin Harrison. Over who? Over, what do you mean? So, if Caleb Williams is on the board, you're oh. taking Marvin Harrison? No, I would I would take Caleb Williams if he slid to three somehow. I would so, take Caleb Williams. But the other two, you would take Harrison? Yep. I think, I so even though there's a top three, I think it's, uh, again, in classic tier Tuesday form, I don't think they're all in the same tier. I think they're Caleb not. Williams, okay, so that's why, that's why I would do that. I would take t- Caleb Williams, I think, is the best of the three. And then I I don't know I think you can argue to who's second you can. between and it depends two. on what you're looking for and yeah. kind of yeah the way you package it um, but all three do you agree that all three have the potential to be franchise quarterbacks yeah no I do and that's why as, as much as I want Harrison if they take any of those other guys I'll be a happy draft day that'll be a happy right. draft night I'll be excited about it it's trading down or taking a tackle or whatever like all those scenarios if they take a out. tackle at three. I say we storm the castle. Like, <laughs> I'm advocating yeah. for whatever because yeah, okay. that is a that's a fireable offense. We were using that phrase earlier. It is because if you're just going to take a tackle, then trade down, and then at least there, right. there are going to be some people that say, "Well, trading down is the smart move because you have so many needs Why? on the team." Why? I do not say that because I think you're just assuming you're going to hit on all those picks that you get back, which is no guarantee, and you are, are assuming. You're going to get a quarterback. Like you have to get a quarterback. Yeah, right. Like, like say you were the the L.A. Chargers and you were picking two or three. Then you're like, yeah, go ahead and trade. Down. But yeah, I don't need a quarterback. Yeah, right. Now there aren't a lot of teams. I mean, there actually there's a. It's probably half the league right has a quarterback and half the league doesn't. Well, based on that thirty uh, third team rankings, I don't know. Well, yeah, but what I mean is half the league. Oh, at least half the league says this is our guy for next year, and like we're no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And probably a quarter of the league has their quarterback for the foreseeable future. Yep. Then another quarter has a quarterback. They may change their mind in a year or two. They may not still have a quarterback 
after next season or after right. the year after that. But you're in the other group that absolutely no questions asked needs a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that that trumps everything. Like your little plan, and it's I don't not mean a little plan. It's actually a medium sized plan. Because even if it hits, even if you're right and Marvin Harrison is freaking awesome, yep, I think you're in jeopardy of having Calvin Johnson, and he retires early to get the hell out of New England because there's no quarterback. Like he's just miserable and. Like that's or you're trying to scramble like it was going down that road in New York, except they went and they traded for Aaron Rodgers because they needed to find a quarterback. Right. With Garrett Wilson. Like you yeah, had a you great wide receiver. That. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I keep thinking back to that call we had earlier. A lot of little comments in there. Like, I mean, obviously you take Marvin. Harris, but if you can get Justin Jefferson, you take him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you think? No, the reason you brought that up. So last week we played the Colin Coward was just talking out of his rear about. The pay, the Vikings need a quarterback. They could trade up with the Patriots, and they could offer Jefferson and like and picks. And I was like, "Good lord, I, I'm I don't think. I mean, do you think they would do that? I do not. Okay, I, I think the Patriots would be insane if they didn't. Like at that point, I'm all in on Jefferson. But because why Justin Jefferson trade? is an elite top five wide receiver, he's Maybe the best. top one. Oh yeah, okay. I, think, I agree. I think he's the best. But I, I think what Colin Coward's probably comparing is what the Panthers did when they traded more and picks to move yeah. up to get Bryce Young. Right. But DJ Moore cannot hold. He's, no, he's a I like good receiver. Moore, but like, come on. He's like, good. What are we doing? He's just good. He's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. He's good. He's better than fine. He's good. No, he's like but a B plus. Like, he's he solid. can't hold Justin no. Jefferson's chalk. No, no. So, yeah, I mean, in a dream, I've seen a lot of those. I've seen a lot of fans with, like, bullet plans on Twitter, whatever, that yeah. have, like, this, like, these ways where... You know, you draft Marvin Harrison, you sign um, T. Higgins, you trade for Justin J. Je- and I'm like, it's all, all these things together. are happening. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's going to be a busy offseason for Wolf. I'd be happy to get any one of those. Never mind you think three points are happening all in a row. Uh, texter asked, do you have any interest in Russell Wilson? None. Could not have less. Yeah, I None. don't think it makes sense. I actually am not anti-Russell Wilson. I just think for the makeup of this team and where they're at, I don't think it makes sense. So I, I have no more one. interest in another Wilson quarterback who's available via trade. How do you like that? Wade Zach. Wilson. Oh, no, Zach. Zach. I'd rather have Zach Wilson and, and just swing for the fences. I can't wait and... to follow what Mac Jones goes for in a trade versus what Zach Wilson goes for versus what or, Justin Fields goes for. Or. Oh, you just swap them. Yeah. Why not? That's still that's intriguing to me. I may or may not be writing about that on the website tomorrow no, morning. Oh, we'll check it out. W-E-I. I would do it. Dot would you com. not do it? Uh, yeah, I would. Now, I don't. The weirdness is it's in the division, and I don't know if either franchise has. Oh, would you cares. have trepidation that. I don't oh, think either franchise so. should. The way they have both gone about it, neither one should be worried about that guy at all. Well, no, I know, but you don't. I mean. If you're the Jets and Zach Wilson becomes a legit franchise QB in New England, you know, a little extra. I'd be like, listen, you guys all saw him play. Anybody see that coming? Anybody? Anybody? You don't have to trade him to the division. Well, if you think you're getting the best return, now Mac Jones, I can't imagine, would be the best return. So, But you could talk yourself in Mac Jones spending two years behind Aaron Rodgers would teach him how not to be a, you know, to maybe relax well, a little bit and not be a mental case. And what's, the best, what's the best place for Mac Jones next year? San Francisco. Yeah. It's not even close. San Francisco is the perfect landing spot for him. And guess where the perfect landing spot for Zach Wilson is? By the way, I'm giving you a little teaser if you want to hear <laughs> more on this. I'm writing this article right now. Talk Six to rings. text. It's uh, Kansas City. 
Zach Wilson Zach goes Wilson to Andy Reid behind yeah. Patrick Mahomes. There's no pressure on him unless Mahomes blows his Achilles. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there's blood. quite a bit. Yeah, And he, then Mac Jones in San Francisco, we know they liked him at one point. Zach Wilson He's, can play every week 18 and just exactly. kind of mop, up, mop it up a little bit. If those guys end up with the Super Bowl participants, yep. it is the absolute best-case scenario. Yeah, that's probably true for that. What about Justin Fields? Do you, is there a spot? I hadn't thought of Justin Fields. As so the much. one I think might be decent, and and when I think the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh yeah, that's not a bad one. I think that you one's got, you got hard. a running game, you got a good coach, yeah. stability, you have some receivers to throw to, a tight end to throw to. That's interesting. And if they went there, like I look at them and you're like, all right, it's Mike Tomlin. You know they're going to win nine games or whatever, but I yep. don't really look at them as much of a threat. How the Patriots even beat the Steelers last year. But based on their quarterback play the last couple of years and the revolving door, Justin Fields is at least better than everybody they have. I'm not saying he's a lock guarantee, but I would look at them as more of like, a, oh, man, that looks like a, a playoff team potentially. Plus yeah. they've been down that road in that city. It was a long time ago, but sort of the Cordell Stewart, the yeah. athletic, how oh, good yeah, is he right. kind of quarterback um, so there, there's a history there. No, that that's a that's a pretty good. But one that is a nice uh, extra like addition to the draft in April. Is that could be the time where all three of those guys, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, get dealt. So you have all. Oh, the I think we will. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah I like, think we'll know. It's kind of interesting, like that that whole pile. It's not and, as exciting as past years where we've talked about a QB carousel that included like veterans like Matt Ryan oh, and Tom Brady, Brady and all these. Phillip Rivers and yeah. Russell Wilson. It's a little lower tier carousel. Yeah, but you still have Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield as free agents. Like that's not bad. Yeah, but you're probably you yeah. You are going to know bad. those it's sooner. Not the same. Yeah. I would think you're and I mean, don't you think they're probably going to resign and resign? Uh well, Baker Mayfield I think will resign. Uh I don't think you don't Kirk think Cousins, Cousins is. Will? No, oh, I do. Really? I think Kirk Cousins is going to be in Minnesota, and I think, I think they're going Russell, to draft a QB. I think Russell Wilson might go to Minnesota. Oh, that's what I think. Oh, I feel bad for Vikings fans and Justin Justin Jefferson. Submit maybe your uh, trade, trade request yeah, now. Wants, wants hey, Patriots, yeah. get in there early. All right, you guys can get in here at 617-779-7937 as uh, we have Grab Bag coming up next. But right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with some headlines one last time before we get out of here. The Celtics, they're in action tonight. They're on the road in Brooklyn taking on the Nets, hoping to make it five in a row. Right now, about three minutes left in the third quarter. Your Boston Celtics up 93 to 73 over the Nets. Jason Tatum having a great game over 30 points in the first half. Chris uh, Porzingis, he was out tonight with a lower back contusion and still no debut from Xavier Tillman and Jaden Springer. Springer out with an ankle injury, Tillman with a knee injury. The Bruins, they're also in action. They're home at the TD Garden hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, let's see, right now we are in the third period, about 10 minutes left, and we got a tie game, 2-2. Two to two. It's also a historic night for number 63, Bruins captain Brad Marchand. He's playing his 1,000th career game. Marchand will become just the eighth Bruin to play in 1,000 games for the organization. From NFL insider Jonathan Jones, the Patriots plan to hire Taylor Embry as their new running backs coach. Embry was most recently the running backs coach with the New York Jets. 
and some Super Bowl ratings numbers. The longest Super Bowl game, also the most watched Super Bowl game. According to Nielsen, Sunday's game averaged 123.7 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. That shattered last year's mark of 115 million for Kansas City's last play victory over the Eagles with a 7% increase. Again, that trending brought to you by our friends at Eagle Bank. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show, including Grab Bag, coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Here on the Rich Keep Show with Andy Hart, WEEI, and it's time for Grab Bag. It's time for Grab Bag. That's right. The stuff we couldn't get to in the first three plus hours of the program, we do now, including the Boston Celtics, who are in action in uh, Brooklyn, taking on the Nets, where they are up ninety-eight. To 82 after three quarters, Jason Tatum had 31 points in the first half, uh, added five there in the third quarter. So he's up to 36 points, nine rebounds. So he already hits my over eight and a half boards on the old bet du jour there. Uh, Jalen Brown, meanwhile, 15 points, Hart. Not good. Not good with the 16-point lead. We'll see how much he plays there. In not the, good. Uh, I know, not great. Son of a bitch. Celtics rolling though. Tatum has been on like another level. He's been on an, an MVP like arc here over the last week or so. Uh, we're actually yeah, lining up with the shows Winter. up in the postseason. Okay, well, right now we got to take a February for game. four quarters in seven games. Do you think Jalen's just kind of saving himself for the dunk contest right now? I'm a little worried about him. He's been in a ever since we sort of anointed him. So he started a little slow. Yep. Then it was playing the best basketball of his career, making yep. teammates better, and now there's been a definite slump it's been and a big time slump and then it take it for you of all people to acknowledge it, it kind of shows you just how bad it's been no it shows just how objective i super am super objective right jalen brown I can acknowledge it he's not playing his best basketball the game against miami he just didn't there were times where he didn't look right and i almost wonder if he's banged up if there's something going on something i mean he's never been because the... i feel like this day yeah. and age they tell you about the fake injuries and they hide the real injuries i know no poor zingas tonight it hasn't mattered he has a back bruise so that's why he's out he bruises back yeah he's got an alley on his back so he can't play although but another sure win good win well, they haven't won yet, but uh, they should. Well, I mean, they should. 16. If they blow this, it's a bad loss. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, uh, but yeah, as of right now, looking pretty good. I'll get it, honey. Must be grab bag. Boston Bruins in action over at the Garden. They are tied with the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-2 in the third period. They were down two zips, so they've battled back. Charlie McAvoy, James Van Riemsdyk with goals in the second period to even it up. Uh, it's a Linus Olmark in net night. but uh, So it's a ballet game right now. And full disclosure, Stiz fell for a highlight earlier. 
He, oh. he did like the fist pump in there, and I looked in. I'm like, oh, they score? And he's like, yeah, nope. That was an old one. <laughs> yep, Previously good. recorded. Yeah. Now, that's the, that's the tough part about having the game on or both games on in here and trying to do the show and watch the games. Then you look yep. up, you're like, go! No, no. Can't was... see it all. Can't uh, keep track of everything. <laughs> that was from the second period. Fortunate. You shall not resist, crab bag. The San Francisco Giants have signed Jorge Soler to a three-year, $42 million deal. Uh, yeah, which one of you guys ordered the grab bag? How about Victor Wembayama last night oh. had a triple-double with blocks? Yeah, you don't see that too often. You don't. I remember, was it... Does that have a name? I feel like that should have a name. Uh, oh, a blocks triple-double? Like yeah, there should I feel be like you, either come up with that. some old player that did it, or I remember, and I maybe it's a Wemby. It could be. A, well, I think now they're going to start calling it a Wemby. Was it David Robinson or Hakeem Olajuwon, or maybe both, who had a quadruple double? Yes. Yeah. 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 That was I remember that. Great. I think it was one of those guys. Uh, that really needs a name. That yeah, for sure does. All right, here we go. List of quadruple doubles. Oh, look at this. First two pictures on there: Robinson and Hakeem. Look at that. Nate Thurman had one in 1974. Alvin Robertson had one in 86. Okay. He he had one with steals, points, rebounds, assists, steals. That's impre- that's more impressive than blocks, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, it is. Ten steals. Ten steals, steals is an insane number of steals. Hakeem Jesus. did it in 90. David Robinson did it in 94. And that might be the list. That was the last one? I believe so. Holy Moses. 94, 34 points, 10 boards, 10 assists, 10 blocks. So I feel like Wemby might be the next to do it? Although this article came out three years ago, but I don't remember it happening. It's a little dated. <laughs> it's a little dated. It's a little dated. Oh, no, this is the only four NBA players to record a quadruple double. That came out six years recently. ago. <laughs> okay. No, maybe even today, actually, because of the... Um, Wemby? Probably because of Wemby. People were probably talking about like how close he was. I, I feel think like he he'll was, be what, the next. Was he five assists short? I think it was. Yeah, because yeah, so you can't really count on anybody to get the steals. Steals is crazy. No. So it has to be somebody that's going to get the blocks, which is also, I mean, he's averaging, I want to say, close to four blocks, but, like, I mean, you got to more than double it. No, I'm sorry. He's averaging 3.2 blocks. So to all of a sudden jump it up to 10. What's he averaging for assists? Uh, let's see. Uh, three. 3.2. Yeah, Actually, the same number, 3.2. I feel like they're kind of equally difficult for him. Now, yeah. that may evolve because he's a freakishly athletic, unique player. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, can I Can I get a, uh, what, what are my odds on that, that he is the next to have a quadruple double? Hasn't been done in 30 years. Well, it's funny. Your guy, Bill Simmons, uh, he called, well, you said you hate Keep him. Keep talking, Simmons. Yeah. Keep talking. <laughs> he said, he called Luka Doncic 70-point game because somebody scored, who scored 70? Was it Embiid? Embiid scored 70. And... Simmons tweeted something like, well, Luca is the obvious next guy. And then, like, two days later, he had, like, 73. You're like, okay, that's impressive. That's not that's bad. Impressive. All right. You saw that's it. Impressive. Hopefully, why don't you bet on it, right? I told you I'm objective. <laughs> yeah, you are. Why, I tell you, I tell you, that's the finest grab bag this town has ever seen. Adam Wainwright, former Cardinals pitcher, is going to join the MLB Network crew. You went on that? Uh, I can't tell you the last time I watched the MLB Network. <laughs> You're missing some good stuff. Do you watch that a lot? I don't really watch that a lot, no. No. I, I feel look. like I should. Don't they have like a good like Baseball Tonight type show? I think so. And I used to love Baseball Tonight. Baseball Tonight was one of the best shows going The home for, runs with the going, screaming going, baseball gone? graphic. Wah! Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe that was also a different era of Andy it, and his life and everything. It definitely was. And it was also a different era of baseball because you would run home to see if Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa had a home run. 
Right. There was that whole year. But even in the years before and right after that, it was great. And Baseball Tonight was a must-see every time. I loved it. That's why me and Jones did the dong report for so long, because we were trying to bring that back. That was one of the best parts of Boston Sports Radio at night. People always text in. I don't remember that, but I constantly get texts. So all me and Jones did was just say who hit home runs that night. And it was we got so many compliments from that, it was crazy. We didn't think anybody was even listening. You played it up. You didn't just. Oh, no. Yeah, we would play like. Uh, like the number it was or whatever. The number, and then we would play ridiculous drops in between that yeah. made no sense. Like, but we there was just a, play... No, but it was fun. Yeah, it was It's a, not like yeah. you just read the. Oh, yeah, and, no, uh, no. Raphael Devers hit yeah. his 18th. And... Congratulations to him. It's... No, and you would put in perspective. Like there would be. Oh, yeah, we had facts. We have dong facts. And even comparisons like, oh, slow night with 23 or whatever it yeah, would be. Yeah, the total kinda... number of dongs. And then you'd have like a late-breaking dong because we'd be on yes. during the West Coast game. Oh, late-breaking dong. But I don't think I've ever felt so alive than a late-breaking dong. See, this it was, there was a good segment. <laughs> I know. And I was when I got moved to nights, I'm like, oh, I could bring it here. Then I'm like, oh, no, we're on the same time as the Red Sox game. So unless I, do- I jumped in and did it during the middle of the broadcast. Not a bad yeah. idea. Probably be better than the Red Sox game. <laughs> well, right now they're they're going through a little bit of a downtime. Gotham how won't be safe until there's grab bag for all. I think four years is probably. Oh, this is a four year bridge year. Yeah, like a Olymp- Olympiad, and then they, they should be back yeah. at that point. Jesus, it's not good. Uh, Northeastern, congratulations to the Huskies. They won the Bean Pot last night, defeating BU in overtime. Somewhere, Paul Perillo is celebrating. So I never really understood this. I think I asked Perillo once. Didn't Perillo go to BU, but he's like a massive Northeastern fan? Yes. Got it. That is, that is the story. His entire family went to Northeastern. He, I think, regrets not going to Northeastern <laughs> or whatever. Got it. But, got it. All right. uh, no, he's huge. He goes to like... He loves when it. They, yeah. When they have the basketball tournament down south, he goes to it. He's he's like a... I mean, some schools have big fish type donors. and, and They got Paul one. Perillo. They got Paul Perillo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, um, I was wondering how much for the grab bag. So tomorrow night, uh, Valentine's Day night. What are you doing? I I'll tell you what. I, unfortunately, I'm not doing, and that is seeing Madam Web. Madam Web is the next uh, comic book movie starring Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney. It's coming out on Valentine's Day. It is uh, already gotten some reviews. It is. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which, again, take it or leave it, but it's just sort of a, a, a score of do they like it, do you not like it. 72 critics have weighed in on it, okay. and it currently has an 18%. Jiminy Christmas. Some are saying this could go down as the worst comic book movie ever made. Wow. I yeah. mean, I didn't have a ton of interest in it, but I have less interest now. Well, so, Actually, now I have a little more interest. No, that's what I, I'm saying. So me and Dave, you're like, all right, we're, like, we're going to watch it anyway. We do all these movies, and we and we review them for the podcast. But the ones that are actually the worst are the ones that are kind of in the middle. And you're like, Bland, I didn't yeah. hate it, but it wasn't great. And then you, you talk about that for an hour, whereas the ones that are great are obviously a lot of fun. But then you mix in a few. Like, we did Morbius. Like, Morbius was a trash movie, but it was, like, kind of fun, and people kind of ripped it for what it was but this apparently is even worse than that i will so, say i saw uh sorry andy i saw dakota johnson on the red carpet and boy yeah she looks fantastic and she, how what about sydney sweeney sydney sweeney looks yeah, even better, yeah her obviously. as well yeah. yeah but like they also caught up with her and she was trying to explain why she chose this role and it was just nonsense it was nothing she had like zero like no pulse there at all She's like, this is like a different kind of comic book movie. You're like, Ugh. So can you give me a quick uh, synopsis? It's kind of confusing, to be honest. 
Oh, boy, that's not good if you're confused. It is. No, Madam Web is a character. It's in the Spider-Man universe, but they won't have Spider-Man in the movie. Okay. He's not supposed to be in the movie anyway, I don't believe. But he's, she's not a Spider-Girl. No, but Spider-Girl or Spider-Woman is in it. There's Spider-Women in this. She's Madam Web. I don't. She doesn't have any kind of uh, spider powers. She's more of like someone who could see the future, like a psychic kind of clairvoyant type person. I don't really. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a mess. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not even sure I'll watch that once it's on Disney or whatever. Uh, no, but I am going to go to the theater. See, sometime this is what happened. Saturated the market. Too many movies. Like, yeah. if a hardcore like you doesn't have a lot of interest and is a little confused, then you should have just said, "No, we're not going to make that." No, they should not have made this movie. It is not a part of the MCU, which I think is going to get a, a shot in the arm when Deadpool comes out later this year. So it's not even a part of that. It's in like its own like Venom universe where it's like the Sony movies, and those have not done great. Venom's okay, but then like more of these. like Venom. Venom was fine. Venom was fun. Yeah, but this I think is getting a, a more attention because it's so bad. I think I think people are going to do the opposite and they're be like, all right, well I got to see the worst movie ever. I got to go see that. So this is going to get a Razzie. Yes, it might get all the Razzies. Looking forward yep. to it. Thanks for calling the Rich Keefe Show. You have selected Grab Bag. Let's grab a caller inside the grab bag. Oh. We have uh, Tyler and Shirley. What's going on, Tyler? Can't say that. How you doing? Good um, for Shirley. So <laughs> and Tyler. Whether or not uh, – I saw it on the internet, so take it as you will. Okay. The, you know the guy, the, the streaker during the Super Bowl? I read that he actually placed a wager on him, uh, like that there would be a streaker during the Super Bowl, bought a Super Bowl ticket because he lived in Vegas, went – and 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 ran on the field and made a bunch of money from doing it. Now, do you think the the books would even pay that out? Do you think they would like look and see who the streaker was and like are we going to pay this out? If because apparently he put like a twenty thousand dollar wage. All so right. So I would. My guess is Tyler. And there's obviously all kinds of different books, right? There's the ones that are on the up and up. There are ones that maybe are not. And so you, there's all different places taking all kinds of different bets. Usually with something like that, to my knowledge. The max bet is way less than twenty grand. Right, I'd be shocked if you could bet twenty grand on a streaker. I also wonder if, with each one of these props, if there's some kind of fine print in there. I don't know if it would go as far as to say you can't be said streaker. I don't know. But if you're also going that far, have a friend of yours put twenty grand on it if you could even bet that high, right. and then you do it. So then when you get arrested, your name isn't connected to that, and then you you cash out that way. But it wouldn't shock me if he had money on it, only because he clearly wasn't a very committed streaker. He had clothes on. <laughs> it wasn't like a good old-fashioned streaker. It's a bad streaker with clothes on. A terrible streaker. No, I think this is an urban legend, because I had actually heard wind of this before the game. Oh, really? So I think this is just like a... Could be. Well, I think everybody's legend. trying to figure out, like, with, with betting today, like, how can you rig the system? And I guess You probably can't. The-, the system is rigged against <laughs> yeah, you. They're doing okay. Yeah, they, I was like, oh, they lost, so much, money. They lost so, nice. so much money with the Chiefs winning. I'm like, I bet they'll bounce back fine. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Look at those casinos. You never see a casino that looks like a shanty that's no. just like a tin hut that's barely being held up. They're, they're using... all beautiful. They're all <laughs> printing money. They're using all of our money. Yes, they, it, they, they win. It is what it is. It's fun. It's entertainment dollars. We win occasionally, but in the long, they're like the stock market, right? They're a long haul, and yep. in the long haul, they're going to win. They're going to take our money, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fun. We all like the juice, but no, some plan, oh, we're going to beat the casinos by doing taking our pants off and running. <laughs> Let's reach back into the grab bag. 
All right, that'll do it, actually, for a successful what? edition of. And uh, we'll have another grab bag tomorrow, 920. So go ahead and set your alarm for that. We will wrap up the show with our final thoughts coming up next year on WEEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. I got two. I got two issues all of a sudden here, Hart. They can't like almost back to back. Uh oh. So one, I think I need a new dishwasher. Okay. So that's a I just minimal research doesn't seem like it's too bad. It's no, not like, like other things break it down. Yeah, I think it was like anywhere between five hundred and a thousand. Which don't I'll, go cheap. Go up a little bit. Yeah, that's what I it's my figured. history. Okay. Um, I have one. It's got a. I am very happy with it. Um, had a crappy one before. Didn't yeah. know how crappy it, even before it kind of crapped the bed. It was didn't know how crappy it was. Yeah. Um, very happy with this. They have the one I have now. Had and something I don't know if they all like has like a food grinder. It like chops up the debris and like spits it out and takes oh, care nice. of all that. And all right. Very. Uh, I'll give you the name off air. Maybe. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. I need to give free this. advertising. No, we don't. But if anybody out there wants, but to he has give a me man who didn't used to be very busy. I believe. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, so I will, uh, yeah, I need to look into that. And then also, first time this has ever happened to me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I swear. I swear <laughs> it's the first time. No, I dropped my phone in my house, cracked the screen. Really? Like bad. I, no, I've dropped my phone a million times, but it's never <laughs> cracked anything. This yeah, I one, thought they had actually fixed that because I've dropped it so many times and it hasn't cracked. Yeah, me too. Forever. It's all down by like the home button, like where you put your thumb. It's smashed to smithereens down here. Which I, which one did you have? Uh, that's like an eight plus. I was going to say if you have a home, if you have a yeah, home you button, a you home needed a phone button. anyway. Yeah, all right, everybody, back <laughs> off! Hell out of here. I've had this for several years. I Clearly. planned. I planned on more having more than it for several. S- for, I was going. I planned on having it for several more. Hasn't I had, no had a button in like five generations. <laughs> I could be an adult. Go get yourself a fifteen. I got the eight plus. Are you? I got a fifteen going. I do not. I have, <laughs> I have thirteen. I have thirteen. You right, gotta be plus ten though. You like the thirteen? I do. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's what I have. You have a thirteen? Yeah. Yeah. And I've been very happy with it. I'm happy. But I'm pleased as punch with the eight plus until the thing I mean, smashed down there. I mean, they give them to you, or they give you like the I don't know if that's how that works. Yeah, yeah, that's like the credits on your statement, or yeah, no, it's. Oh, you don't, really? you, do don't, you don't pay like the twelve hundred bucks that like you don't you, you don't cut a check for a thousand dollars. No, you, no, you basically no, 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 lease no. it. Yeah, uh, you'll be fine. All right, I guess. And you'll oh, be so happy it, with it. Because I was I was downstairs and I I dropped it and like it hit like the bottom of my like computer desk and I didn't really think much of it and so I put it down on the couch next to me. I'm watching TV for like twenty minutes. I go to check to see what time it is and it feels like there's something. I'm like, is there food on my phone? Like, nope, what is that's that? Your glass. Yep, those no, glass is just all smashed up. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, that's a real problem. Yeah, yeah whatever. You got $2,000 in your. That's what I'm saying. I got to get a dishwasher <laughs> and a phone now. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, sure. To... But they'll be fun. Getting new things is fun. It always sucks to pay for them, but you usually like. Yeah, it's new fun things are fun. And then you look at your bank account and you're like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. At least I have well, those you... new things. 
you don't want too many of them to yeah, pop up all at the same time. You got to kind of stagger them and yeah. layer them. And you're the host of the Red Sox pregame show. I know you're doing all right. No, that's over a, there. That's Rich a great Keep point. Show. Oh, Rich you guys Keep got your own show. Right. Thanks for building me up. You're right. My you're name's right. not on it. No, that's true. No, it's I not. My name on anything. I did a show to... with you this weekend, and they yeah. said Rich Keith and the Six Rings Boys. I did like that. That was a nice boost for me. I didn't. <laughs> that that kind of propped me up. I got the other guys here. Kind of a big oh, deal. Man. Got well, his name in uh, the headlines. If you were in here more than two days a week, maybe they would consider putting Or just in, in here physically. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a cheap shot. I'm usually in there. There was a freaking blizzard today. One, you want me one. to die? I didn't have a drop of snow. Yeah, I don't see house. snow anywhere. <laughs> there isn't any. There isn't any. Are you, uh, you guys have school down there tomorrow? I believe so. The kids were trying to talk themselves into maybe there wouldn't be, yeah, but like, yeah, you're going to school, dude. Like, no, I went out at like <laughs> four, and they were plowing everything. The road seemed like they were getting better very quickly. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not that big a deal. Uh, do we have real quick for a little? Uh, we have real quick. A guy having a bad couple days. Besides um, me and the dishwasher. Yes. Okay. Uh, 49ers offensive lineman Jonathan Feliciano um, has been very active on social media. He kind of threw a teammate offensive lineman under the bus. Uh, about giving up a pressure to Brock Purdy that hurt them late. If you remember, everybody was doing the screen captures of open receivers, but he couldn't get it. And now uh, Jalen Carter alleges that when they played the 49ers in Week 13, Feliciano was trash-talking him, referencing the accident at Georgia in which the teammate and like the team oh. uh, manager died or whatever. Good so, Lord. But now Feliciano says... He was he was threatening and saying he was going to murder me and my kids. So it what? started with Jalen Carter. So sounds like some pretty bad trash talking was going on. Yeah, there's an art to trash talking. Yeah, you can't cross a line. No, there are certain things that you would think would be pretty well established. That you although you remember it. the program when the guy's like, "You're the guy who killed my mom," and I'm, I find you. Yeah, I saw that face. I'm coming for you. And the guy's like, "Who are you talking to?" Alvin Mack. He was yeah. would have been a first round pick. Blew his ACL. Didn't get drafted. Yeah. yeah. Now. Technology and modern science wasn't really He'd where it fine. is today. He'd be fine. He'd be, still be a first-round pick. He oh, was, uh, was it Jalen Smith or whatever, the guy? Oh, from... he more than blew his AC. He blew everything. Yeah, he blew they didn't everything. think he was going to walk again. And then, he, yeah, he was with the Cowboys he's, the whole thing. He's, he's fine. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, Hart, we will talk to you on Thursday, sir. And I'll be in studio, Stiz. <laughs> That's Stiz. Stiz and I will be back with Fitzy tomorrow for another full-tank program. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6.